Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people, enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted, Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off, online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, twenty takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we are joined by a very special guest, good friend of the show, and a very familiar guest on the show, Zach Fucali. Zach was previously on episode 19 and episode 75. Zach spent this season in all three leagues in the ECHL with the South Carolina Stingrays, the American Hockey League with the Hershey Bears, and was part of the NHL taxi squad for a bit with the Washington Capitals. So I'm really excited to get you on for a third time, Zach. So welcome back to the show, Zach Fucali. What's going on, Jack? Everything's good with you? Yeah, everything's going great with me. Been pretty busy, but other than that, just just cruising through the summer, training everything. How how's summer for you going? Summer's gone great. Uh, not uh, not too too much to report. Anything new? I mean, for me personally, training hard, getting ready for next season, uh, ramping up the ice sessions in the next month or so, and. Uh, no, everything's going well. I mean, in the last couple of days, it's been uh, pretty rock and roll in the NHL. Uh, a lot of signings, lots of trades. I feel like there's been much more activity than usual at free agency this year. Uh, pretty wild stuff. VTech getting claimed. Now he's traded back. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of buyouts. Uh, pretty wild time in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what are your thoughts on everything going on with the NHL and like all like the goalie signings that's been signed and just everything like there's been some crazy signings this season so far. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not an expert on all this economic stuff, but I think the, the flat cap, the fact that the, the salary cap's not moving at all, it makes a huge, huge difference. And even two million, uh, one, two, three million would make an incredible difference for each club. Uh, if you add that up, that's, uh, that's almost one or two players per club that they can sign, uh, even at two, 3 million. And now, uh, guys are struggling. So they're by, by guys are struggling. I mean, like the GMs are struggling to find that balance. So there was so many, 
so many buyouts and stuff like you saw it like me i was surprised at a lot of stuff it's uh it's just the reality of the league right now um the the the, the salaries and the cap and all that it's uh it's a big money big money stuff yeah exactly the last few days i've been like holy smokes like everyone's signing somewhere and it's going to be a ton of like new goalies and new places new players yep. new places it's going to be yep. going to be an interesting season for sure to see how i'll tell you what the um the uh artists for the paint jobs for the helmets they're gonna make a lot of money this year with all the guys changing addresses <laughs> more more sick masks to come out and more money for them so yeah exactly rows there. <laughs> it's not a negative thing it's just uh, it'll be great to see all the new gear and stuff uh, so that's it yeah exactly so i want to get into first of all like 2021 season like it's been it was wild like the covid season it's like you spent time in all three in the in the coast, the AHL, and time in the NHL as well. So, like, how crazy was this year for you, and just everything that you had to face with adversity, like just, COVID, and everything like that. Yeah, uh, a lot of adversity, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, uncertainty. You know, uh, in in even at the beginning of the season, I accepted to go to the ECHL at the beginning because we didn't even know if there was going to be a season anywhere. Uh, so. At the end of the day, they offered, I said, yeah, well, if you're giving me the chance to play, I'm definitely going to accept that. And so I got one game in before training camp and then, and everything ended up going pretty smoothly during the season. It was just strange because there were never really days off. You always had to go to the rink to get tested. These were, this was just a reality of the season. It was just strange because sometimes you don't get that mental reset to just, okay, well, you're not going to the rink at all for a day or two but you always had to go back. Um, another thing that was really weird was you just played three teams <laughs> the whole time, right? I mean, we played against Wilkes, Bingo, and Lehigh over and over and over. So that's kind of, that. that's not what we kind of love. That's not why we love the game to just play the same teams all the time, to travel and stuff like that, um, go around the league and, and test yourself against uh, uh, every, everyone in the league. But hey, look, that was the reality of what we had to go through uh, this season. Uh, but it went well, you know, Hershey, we had a we got a strong club, good coaching staff. I got along real good with the goalie coaches and we got some really good work. And so, like you were saying, I spent some time in all three leagues. Uh, I learned a lot. Um, but hey, it's uh, it was a good, uh, good season for me. And now I'm excited to get that full uh, that full length um, schedule traveling and uh get a lot more games and then just 10 this year so i'm happy about that yeah you do it for the love of the game like you just love the game even though you're playing the same teams over and over like you're just you're playing the game during a weird time like that's all that really matters especially when some people don't even have jobs exactly exactly yeah i mean we were lucky to even have uh, a season and uh if they offer we'll we'll play i'm sure yeah exactly so like what were those games like when you when you're playing bingo wilkesbury and uh lehigh and like just playing them over and over and like it must be tough but like you guys get like big competition because you guys play each other so often yeah yeah the rivalry grows because no choice right you get tired of each other and then you just get get mad at each other and that's how you get rivalries but hey uh no you, to answer your question it was it was hard at the beginning to to find, uh, because at the end of the day, it has to come from inside you. You need you need to find yourself a challenge, and there's nobody in the stands at the beginning, so you got to think of it that way. 
what are you what are you challenge yourself challenging yourself with to 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 elevate your game because it's easy to get ready for a game where there's 10,000 people out there and and it's uh, game 7 or those games are easy uh, you know when it's like for first place or those games are easy to get ready they're not easy they're easy to get up for yeah but when it's a tuesday night there's nobody there uh you just play the same team for the fourth time in a row and it's uh you know mid january it's freezing outside sometimes you need to find an inner challenge to to get to the rink and kind of elevate your game and that was the challenge this year because there's not many fans so uh i did learn uh about that about myself about what i need to 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 get myself at that level and um some, some i bet you for some it was new it was a, a new thing that they had to uh to look deep and find a challenge for 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 those types of games but uh we, we had a good staff that helped us uh, get ready no matter what the situation was. And we kind of, we kind of set the standard and the bar real high. So that, uh, that kept us on our game. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what do you do to help elevate your game, especially when you don't have any fans in the building, just like the energy isn't there that it usually would be there. Uh, so for me, I, I, even if there's people, I want to eliminate that type of distraction. So I don't even want to think about how many people are in the stands because at the end of the day, they're irrelevant. So whether they're there or not, uh, it, for the game being played, it's it's irrelevant who, who and what is watching me. I have a job to do. So what I did was I just like double, triple down on my my focus of what I have to do right now in the moment, right? And uh, that really eliminated the fact that uh, I, I kind of just took away the power of the crowd because there was none. <laughs> so, so it was, it was the way I did it where I just tripled down on, Hey, what do I have to do right now? Cause nothing else is really relevant. There's no external factors that will help me. So I better just bring them from inside. And uh, that's, that's what I did. So I, I just really, really focused on my system, how, how I play the game and, and um keep two, three things of repeating those things that, that really helped me uh, during the season. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause it's all within yourself and like everything that like you do is like in the moment, like as a goalie, like you have to be in the moment every single time. And if you're not like, you're going to get lit up or you're not going to be ready for the next shot yeah. when it comes. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's honestly, it's a big um, self-awareness game. <laughs> you got to be aware of where you're at. And if you're in the wrong place mentally or physically, you got to bring yourself to where you know you're, you're, you're going to be kind of physically sharp or mentally sharp. So uh, you got to know yourself. You got to know how to get to where you need to be physically, mentally. And uh, no matter the external factors we were talking about, like the crowd, the noise, people around you, the schedule, who you're playing, what day of the week it is, all these things are external factors. They're really irrelevant to your performance. So what you have to do is focus on the things that are relevant. And for me, I found two to three things that I, I really abide to and I make them the, my rules and I just, I just stick to that and I just do it over and over again. And that's just what gets me to my spot, you know? Yeah. I love that. And just like, you're doing whatever you can to stay in the moment, like with your game and then just everything like the external factors don't, doesn't really matter. It's irrelevant. And then, yeah. every, and then you just worry about stopping the puck and giving your, your team the best chance to win. That's uh that's it. Couldn't have said it better. That's uh that's exactly it. Yeah, so then you go on to get some time with the taxi squad with the with the Washington Capitals. Like, what was that experience like and just being at the NHL level and just practicing with all these guys? That's great. Um, 
I mean, I, I did have limiting, limited like practice time with the actual team since the VTech and, and, and Sammy and even Craig uh, Anderson needed to get their reps in. So I didn't like just practice with the team all the time. That's not really how the taxi squad work. But I did get to go out there and uh, work with uh, Scotty Murray, the goalie coach, a lot. And I got uh, I got to work, you know, with the taxi, the other taxi squad members. We got our reps in, and uh, it was great to learn from Scotty every day and uh, go to the games and and watch uh, what the NHL kind of schedules like and 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 all that, the mindset and 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 what you need to do to be successful up there. So I did uh, have a close eye on on that and. Uh, Kind of when my chance is going to come, it's going to help me be ready for that. And that's uh, that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, what exactly do you do on the taxi squad? Because I know a lot of people think you practice with the team, but you practice with, like, the guys that are also on the taxi squad. So, like, yeah, so for me, it was particular. Yeah, it was particular because uh, as a goalie, if, if uh, I'll, I'll give you – if there was a lot of games, if there were a lot of games, VTech wouldn't take all of practice. So sometimes Scotty would say, hey, look, like, come on the ice – but if VTech wants the reps, just stay in the corner. If not, well, he'll, he'll just give you what he doesn't need or doesn't want. So some practice, I would get some, some shots, maybe two or three. And then some, I would just stand in the corner all practice just because that's, that's what he needed to, to play. So this kind of, kind of sucked. But um, in the end, um, I would always just grab the scraps after practice. I, the running joke with the taxi squad was that my, my warm up was, basically breakaways from the players after practice that was my warm-up when the practice finished I would just jump on and grab a bunch of breakaways before the taxi spot practiced post-practice and uh yeah so that's it uh generally how it worked was uh the team would 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 have their skate and um the taxi squad would come on the last uh, five to ten minutes in the neutral zone let's say they're doing power play or something like that we'll just skate in the neutral zone and then um and then once they get off the ice we uh we just we just have our little practice 30 minutes, 40 minutes max and play a little game and, and get out of there. So that's how it worked. Yeah. At least, at least you got to take shots whenever you, whenever you can, you just got to take advantage of that, especially when you get that limited practice time with the actual right. team, just you're, you're willing to get in there whenever you can to at least stop some shots. Yeah. I mean, I, basically I was just going in there grabbing the scraps and uh, post-practice guys would like to do their one-timers and they thought a little, I was a little bit crazy to, to get in there, but Hey, that was, those were all the shots that I could get from, uh, from the NHL guys. So I, I, I just hopped in. I just had to bite the bullet. Yeah. You'll take anything you, anything you can. Except, except Ovi, he didn't, he never let the goalies go in the net when he takes the one-timers. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So then uh, it's like, what would you do when you guys go on the road? Would you go on the road as well, or would you just stay yeah. stay back in Washington? Yeah, because how it worked was the taxi squad goalie uh, had to always be there. The taxi squad traveled with the team this year because, especially for the goalies I'm talking about, because uh, they needed an emergency backup uh, everywhere you go. So there were no Zamboni drivers being emergency backup uh, this season because NHL clubs had an extra goalie available all the time. So that, uh, that was kind of my job uh, – for a while yeah so you just sit in the press box and just just enjoy the game yeah you know enjoy the game watch it and then uh and then go home and do it all again the next day hey at least you got to visit some places and just go go travel with the team especially at the nhl level yep so then it's so like what were some of the things and challenges that you faced during during your time on the taxi squad that you had uh, you learned from especially at the nhl level 
Um, well, the challenge when I uh, was on the taxi court was you don't get as many shots as you're used to when you're doing full practices with, uh, you know, like uh, 18, 20, 22 skaters. You know what I mean? You don't get as many reps. And sometimes they're even harder reps because uh, we're on for 30 minutes. There's there's three forwards and one D on the ice and you're doing a bunch of two-on-ones. And sometimes they're harder practices um, just because you don't get the the – the normal flow of uh, uh, flow drills. And then sometimes they do a neutral zone forecheck. You know what I mean? Like as a goalie, sometimes you have a little break in, uh, in, in those drills where they're less goalie specific and stuff. But when you're on the taxi squad, everything really finished at the net because there's only four guys on the ice. So it was, it was pretty, pretty challenging that way where you don't, you're not getting tons of volume, but you're getting some hard reps all the time. Uh, and yeah, I got to talk a lot and hang out with, uh, two pretty great goalies. I mean, uh, Phoenix Copley and, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, Craig Anderson, I mean, speaks for itself. He's had so much experience in the game, uh, and he just re-signed in Buffalo, which is great. So I'm happy to hear that. Uh, you know, I got to spend a lot and pick up game too, uh, since, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's one of the dying breed of the stand-up goalies. Uh, he was trying to, uh, to kind of guide us through that, uh, too, so. Uh, we had a lot of fun, though. I, I had a good time learning with uh, with Craiger, and uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. You're able to, you're able to learn from anyone out there, especially like guys that are, have been in the league for a long time. Like it's just cool to sit back and just watch them do what they do and take take yeah. notes from what they're doing and just try to have it go into your game a little bit and like take that experience that they have. Yeah. Not too, too much, right? Like you want to keep your own little system yours uh, and what works for him might not work for me. (laughs) And I guarantee you that some things that work for him, they don't work for me because I tried them. So, so no, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that you you can learn from, from others, but uh, it doesn't mean that it's going to be hundred percent beneficial to your game. So uh, I always, I always say that, uh, you need to really, really be careful at continually adding things to your game because it doesn't mean that because you added somebody else had success with it, that you're going to, you're going to just add it to your game. And all of a sudden, boom, you're going to make two, three, four, five, six, seven more saves per season because of that. So just be real careful with that. And uh, I learned from experience because I used to be the guy that just added whatever and watched the guy and did it the very next day. And a goalie coach says something and boom, I apply it all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, but that at the end of the day, you need to stay true to your core values as a goalie and your core kind of, uh, go-to bread and butter, if I can say. Um, and, uh, but I did have fun trying some of Andy's tactics, but I wouldn't say that I would apply them in games, uh, just because he had maybe 15 more years experience using it than me uh, just in a few practices. And yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And just. There's some things that you can take away, but you shouldn't apply everything that you have from. Yeah, from- exactly. There's just too much. There's yeah. just too much stuff. The, 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 the most valuable things that you can do sometimes is, is, is not doing something. You know, it's not always about what you do all the time. It's sometimes it's about what you don't do and what you eliminate and what you like. We were talking about earlier how you have to eliminate distractions and, and, and uh, focus on what's really relevant and whatever is irrelevant, just really forget about it. But it's the same concept with you, how you actually play the game. You can't focus on everything. You can't focus on your glove, your blocker, your stick, your how you position yourself, your RVH all at once. You, you just have to do one thing, uh, one thing and whatever doesn't work for you, just, just eliminate that. Just, just stop thinking about it. Just focus on what gives you the results, the bread and butter. 
Yeah, exactly. And that that reminds me, like when I like when there'd be fans in the in the stands, like like my friends would show up, like I'd get distracted a little bit, but then like I'd realize I'd be really bad for my game. But then once I yeah. stopped, like caring about like the dis- the distractions and the fans, like just focus on stopping puck and focusing on my game, like the game your game just speaks for your, for itself after that. Yep. Uh, with you 100%. It's happened to all of us where you see somebody in the stands and, and all of a sudden that's in your mind and it just it just grows and it grows. And the more you, you think about it, the more you don't want to think about it, the more it grows in your mind. But at the end of the day, you have to, well, it's a trial and error thing because um, you, you learn about how to deal with that. Uh, we've all had that happen. If there's a goalie that said that's never happened to them, that's probably a liar. Uh, but hey, uh, over time, you realize what's really important and where you want to put your, 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 your energy, like your mental energy, where are you putting that is super important. So I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. And I want to bring this back to the AHL really quick before we move on to the next topic. So like AHL didn't have playoffs this year, only like one division, the Pacific division had like a playoff type championship thing. So yeah. like, how, how was it hard to stay motivated at all? Or did were you just focus on just playing games at that at that point, especially during this season, just not worrying about going to the playoffs, especially since there was no playoffs. Yeah, since, since we knew there wasn't playoffs and we were sitting uh, close to the top of the standings, uh, our goal was to basically finish first. We, we, you need to find a challenge. And I think that's carbs. Carbs, our, our coach kind of instilled that kind of early. We're like, we, we lost a game or two and, and we're like, hey, like, uh, you guys realize we're falling in the standings and that's... <laughs> That was our little motivator that like, hey, we might as well focus on finishing for, or like focus on winning as many games and, and finishing first in our division first and then go to, to the conference and finish top of the conference. And guess what? We finished top in the league, you know, by maybe a point or two with the rocket, right? So it was really close. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a challenge, where do you set the bar, you know, and that could be a slippery soap where, oh, you let that slide, you let that slide. And next thing you know, you're, you're an unmotivated group that uh, doesn't know where it's going just because there's no playoffs. But uh, in this case, I think our, our, our coaches set us straight and they set the bar high and the standards were, were elevated. And uh, that's what kind of uh, put us in the right to, to perform. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then, Going into this season, you oh, did, I, did I lose you? Okay. Are you you hear me? Yeah, I heard you, but it cut a little bit, but oh, I think yeah. we're good now. Yeah. So uh you you re-signed uh extension with the Washington Capitals for this season. So like what what are some of your expectations going in the in the next season? Like how is summer training treating you? Uh, summer training is going really well, um, training hard. Um, and there's about six more weeks before it all starts. So uh, it's, it's, it's great for me. My expectations are, um, are very, they're not focused on like uh, what I expect from the team, but more what I expect from me. And, and that's, what's important in my opinion, to, to get ready for these things. Like you have to set your, your, your standards high and, and write down your, your, what you want to accomplish, right? So if you just, if I just go in there with no direction, no, no goals, no like uh, milestones I want to accomplish, well, I'm going to have a hard time motivating myself. So, or, or just keeping my, that fire inside. So for me, it's really just setting the bar high, um, doing the things on the daily to, to get there 
and uh, just trusting that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready when the time comes. And I just got to trust myself. And, and that's what I expect for myself is just focus on my system, trust my how I play the game and uh, set the standard high for myself. Yeah, exactly. You just got to trust yourself, trust your game. Like you, your biggest believer is yourself. Like you just have to do everything you can to believe in yourself. And just if you believe in yourself, like your game's just going to speak for itself. Exactly. Uh, and and I, I do believe that that shows when you're out there, when, when you have that confidence, that belief in yourself, uh, in your system and how you play, it shows out there. People can tell. Yeah, exactly. So you said earlier that you just started skating quite a bit. So like how long do you usually take, uh, take off after a season or does it, does it just depend on like how you're feeling and how the body is? Yeah, it depends. Uh, it depends when, um, how you feeling and when the season ended and how much time you have left to get ready right like let's say you have <clears throat> like last year uh we had an eight month off season because of the the pandemic you don't go on for seven months four times a week five times a week that's not very realistic you're not going to accomplish more by doing that you know uh so this off season was about uh between three and four months so I took a good month off where uh, I was out in the woods uh, with my dog, my girlfriend, um, just in a, in a little cottage, just took some time by myself, did a little bit of training, but nothing too, too nuts, just recharge the batteries more mentally, uh, do what I love to do, be outside. And um, once I got back into training, I took about two, three weeks of just training, you know, getting uh, getting more flexible getting back into it because once you take a month off it's it's hard to get back into it hard so took took a couple of weeks and then i started doing two times a week practice uh and then i had a little scrimmage uh we have a pro league in in the um in in the montreal area that uh, i help run and uh, all pros we come, go on the ice play three on three on fridays now that it's going to start next week so again like i said we're 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 ramping it up next week. We're adding a five on five full, full game. Basically it's uh it's pretty intense. It's, it's fun times. So I'm starting next week. I'll probably have one or two scrimmages and, uh, and some goalie practices sprinkled in there. So uh, my goal is to be like on three times a week and sometimes four, maybe every second week I'm on four times until, uh, until camp. That's, uh, that's how I like to do it. That's how I have been doing it in the last three years, I say, and I feel real good during the season. So that's, uh, that's how I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, that's great. Whatever, whatever works for you, like you're, you're your own self. So you just got to decide on what feels best for you and how like trial and error pretty much. Exactly. So then you go into, uh, you go into practice a little bit here and just like, what do you do to start off practice? Like, especially when you're when you first get on the ice like you just like work on like gloves and like you're tracking all that like what what's some of like your practice routines that you go through yeah um in the summer i really believe that you you just got to get back to fundamentals and, and you keep you keep putting more um reinforcement in your foundation you know uh every year is a good chance to reinforce the things that you're really good at and and the more those are strong, the more naturally they're going to, they're going to, the more automatic is going to become during the season. And if you have time, which you don't really, I don't feel like you have to add something every summer to your game. You don't, I don't feel like you have to, because we talked about like, if you get the results and that's what gives you the results. Yes. The game changes. You have to adapt with it. Um, but personally, I feel like I get back to my fundamentals 
And then if there's something else on the, on the table that I have to kind of bring to another level, then we work on that uh, as well as a supplement. But the foundations, the fundamentals uh, in the summer is, is, is really the key uh, when, when, uh, when you're in the pros, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, so when I, when, when I get on the ice, it's usually I just do some tracking, very simple tracking of the pucks from, from uh, the stick all the way into my equipment, either my glove, my, my pads, my blocker, you like feel where the puck is hitting, really feel the, the, the trajectory and, and all these things. I've worked on that with, with Scotty in, in Washington and, and Westy in, in Hershey really seeing the trajectory of the puck and, and feeling that puck all the way through. And I feel like that's really helped my game. Uh, the awareness of, of, of what's going on around me, but simplicity, man, that's the, uh, that's the key in the summer. Um, that little warm up drill. Actually, I think I, you saw it on uh, the group there, the, the goalie group. I had put that on there uh, for the community we got going on for the goalies and it's really simple. Uh, but at the end of the day, those, those are what, uh, if, if, if your foundations aren't sharp, how do you expect to go even faster and faster on things that are more complicated, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. And like I did, like, I just got back from St. Louis and trained with like Tyler Parks. And like, that's one thing we focused on was tracking and just like watching everything in and just keeping it, keeping it very simple and just watching everything in, like leaning with the, with the head into the right. like tra tracking and like leaning into it is like super important, especially like to keep the game simple. Yeah, the, the game at the end of the day is, is, is it's a game of inches, centimeters, and just, uh, just uh, shifting into the puck, or you said leaning into the puck is, is, is huge, is going to cover most of the net, and, and uh, that's going to give you success in the long term instead of reaching. Yeah, exactly. So you brought up your uh, goalie community that I'm a part of right now. So, like, take us through, like, the origins of that and, like, why you, why you began to create that and, like, everything you want people to get out of it. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like um, there's big opportunity right now for, for all of us to uh, learn from people we trust. And uh, as, as, uh, as an athlete, I saw that I could help um, younger goalies, uh, little, little guys, little girls that want to get better in, as a goalie. And uh, I, like, I like to coach in the summer as well. I coach with Olivier Gervais with the Paramount Hockey here in, in, in Laval. And um, I... We talked, especially this originated from our living Sisu community where we're trying to make sports more accessible and stuff like that. We had talked about this on the podcast before living Sisu and the whole community behind that. But in terms of goalies, we wanted to create these little sub communities within living Sisu of, of, in their own process and stuff like that. So for me, I started my little goalie community and, and I'm, I'm sharing uh, some training videos, some video breakdown of, of my games, of my practices, um, of, of NHL players, uh, my insight on like just training stuff, just little um, ball work routines that can help your coordination, your stretching, all these things like that. So uh, anything I can do to, to give access to younger goalies uh, to get better, uh, that's, that's the whole point of the, uh, the little community we have going on facebook right now yeah i love that and it's uh it's a great community like i've learned so much i incorporated that ball drill into my game like pre-game routine just like with the dribbling 
it's a, it's a right. lot better than it looks like it is right and I, I did you hear what i said i go i always have a team and i said what are you doing but i go okay you, you think this is easy you try it and uh he goes yeah this will be easy next thing you know they're they're chasing down the, the racquetball down the hall just because it's it seems easy but uh it's it's quite the challenge yeah and it, it's always you always lose the ball here and there and then you just keep getting better and better and better no matter even even the next day, like you try, like you get better and like yep. the deception and everything gets a lot more, a lot more manageable than, than it was the day before. Yep. hundred percent. I, I, I'm a big believer in those, uh, those ball drills for coordination. Yeah, absolutely. So going into living CSU a little here, a little bit here, like how, how's everything going at living CSU and just from the last time we talked, like, how's everything going? Like you've gotten a lot more, a lot bigger with that. So like, how's that going? It's going well. Uh, we have some 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 projects in the works. Uh, like I was telling you about the athlete communities that we're we're gonna start incorporating into the community, uh, in the in the big picture of living Sisu. So uh, yeah, we have some events that are coming up for uh, some girls um, uh, mountain bike uh, like cross country biking uh, experience uh, with with a professional coach Cindy that we're working with. Uh, we did uh, we did a high diving kind of uh, day. Uh, where we we pushed our limits there like I'm afraid of heights and so are my my partners we we did a little challenge with a, a professional high diver uh, Lisanne Richard here in, in Montreal uh, we have some golf events coming up and stuff like that so we're expanding slowly we're going to be relaunching our app in in, uh, in a little bit there we're going to have some updates and stuff like that which is great we're really excited about that and uh incorporating the the athlete communities as well which is going to help a lot of people so that's our goal and uh, it's going to help a lot of athletes connect to um kind of like what people that want to learn from them and that's uh, that's what we're going to be doing uh in the future here yeah it's all, it's all about the going just growing slowly like you're gonna keep growing yeah. slowly and expanding and then once everything hits like top speed like it's gonna it's gonna be unreal to see where it's going and just absolutely happen with absolutely. it so my final topic for today is like you've done some summer adventures so far like the the rocking with like the 30 to 40 pounds right like 50 i forgot pounds. about that but yeah like how how was that and like the challenges you faced throughout that throughout that rock yeah and and that's that's something that we we've been trying to do as as often as we can right and it's uh it's it's part of the living Sisu kind of, uh, how can I say, like the ethos of what we want to do, like the values behind it, you know, be resilient and push your limits and, 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 you know, you're going to hit some adversity, but you want to be able to, to, to go through that. And that rucking thing was really like, well, that was one of the hardest things I've done. Uh, our goal was 54. We stopped at about 35 because we wanted to avoid injury or our goal wasn't to get injured or anything like that. Uh, so we, uh, we had our first experience with with some weight on our back. We, we underestimated how much 30 heavy stuff. So um, we're definitely going to get better. We're going to get stronger. But like you were saying, um, it's all about just finding little challenges. Like the other day, it was a it was a few hours kayaking, um, and then we we're going to have a like a golf day that we're going to have a tournament for. Um, that, uh, that girls camp for, for, for mountain biking, the rucks, all these things. We, we, we kind of try new things. We have a, we have a shootout tournament for hockey this, this weekend, which is coming up, which is really interesting. Not many people do that. And uh, yeah, we just try and challenge ourselves in different sports and have some fun with it. 
Yeah, I, I love that. And it's all all about the little challenges that you that you come up with throughout all these things and to the the problem solving in, in you that you have to you have to solve these problems and try to get through the challenges as quickly and as as manageable as it can as you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Because we all deal it uh, deal with it in a different way, and it's up to you to find how how you're going to deal with it in the moment. Uh, a lot of us will want to quit in the first little challenge, but it's about pushing through that. And uh, I think that uh, rucking is one of the one of the good ways to challenge yourself because it it seems simple. Hey, we're just going to go walk, but hey, put twenty pounds on your back and see how long how long you last. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's a fun thing, fun challenge to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about all about the memories you make out of that too. And like just the experience, through, yeah. Through living the living Sisu way, like all of that comes hand in hand with that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we talked about this before. It's really about the experience, right? It's not just about being there by yourself. If you do all these all these activities by yourself, you're never gonna have as much fun. You're never gonna push as hard. You're never gonna have the stories involved with it. It's about experiencing that with others. So that's what uh, that's what it's all about for us. And uh, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> all, all about the journey, not the destination. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, Zach, this has been a ton of fun. So thank you again so much for coming on for the third time to talk on the show. So I really appreciate your time and want to wish you the best of luck going the rest of the way with the Capitals and the Bears, wherever you're playing this season and just everything with life and hopefully come hang out with you soon, like cook up a steak dinner or something. I like it. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, Jack. Uh, you're doing a great job, and I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, thank you.